0: We talk so often about stars in the NBA and the Wolves have a fascinating collection of stars. We're going to continue talking about them uh, throughout the preseason and the regular season. Today, I thought we'd take a look at the roster competition. Who's going to be you know, fighting for a last spot on the roster? Who's going to be fighting for a last spot in the rotation, at least before injuries take their toll and people get, get a chance to play? I want to ask about Noel's role. We're going to ask John about that here on the John Krasinski Show, part of TalkNorth.com. Our producer is Brandon Morton. Our sponsors: TSR Injury Law. Manscaped and all energy solar. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We do appreciate it. Uh, and you can also check out John on the Viking Update show. And if you like basketball, check out the Cheryl Reeve show at TalkNorth.com as well. So, John, let's let's go through some of the uh, recent roster moves and what they mean for the bottom of the roster competition. They the Timberwolves recently signed PJ Dozier, an intriguing player. That's the thing. They have they probably have about 15 intriguing players right now.
1: Yeah, they do. It's 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 been an interesting um kind of process of roster building for Tim Connolly because I do think like whenever they they gave up five players, everyone p- pays attention to the draft picks in the Rudy Gobert trade, but they also gave up five players. Yeah. None of them superstars, but a but a lot of manpower went out to Utah to get Rudy Gobert to come in. So you immediately assume when you make a, a trade that lopsided from just a manpower perspective that man, your depth is going to take a big hit. And maybe it has in some ways. I mean, losing Beverly, losing Vanderbilt, losing Beasley, those are those are significant losses. But I do think that Tim Connolly's done a good job of maintaining some real depth on this roster. Um, I did something, you put out something Tuesday morning at the athletic, just really breaking down the depth chart and looking at it in, in, um, in detail. And, um, and when you add Kyle Anderson, who is kind of more of a high profile addition, even though he's going to be a, a a bench player coming off the bench, he's still gonna, a, a big factor in, in what they do. But then, you know, then you look a little bit further down the roster and you have Bryn Forbes, you have Austin Rivers, you have PJ Dozier, you have Eric Pascal um, on a two-way deal, and he's started a bunch of games and played a bunch of games in the NBA. Um, you have uh, PJ Dozier coming off a torn ACL, but a guy who has a lot of upside and and a lot of potential. You 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 bring in Luca Garza, like super skilled. We don't know if he fits. In the league right now, if he's a kind of a tweener guy or if he can carve out a niche for himself, but he's has a an incredible college body of work, and he um and he is ultra ultra skilled. And so you you kind of fill out the 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 bottom part, you know, the last five or six spots on your roster with real dudes, like real players who will create competition for the last guaranteed roster spot. In training camp, and I think that brings competitiveness, that brings intensity, that brings an edge to the proceedings that the Wolves really want in this camp. They are going to emphasize that, hey, last year is done and over with, and it's not going to do us any good. You have to come in hungry and fighting for something, and to have a bunch of those guys who have talent, who have a reputation of playing well at some level, um gunning for those spots and giving Chris Finch some versatility and some different pieces. Um, I think it makes this this roster from one down to 15 to 18 super intriguing and will make training camp really interesting to watch and see who kind of rises to the occasion for for the spot that's up for grabs.
0: I want to let you know about an event we're holding at com. The John Krasinski show will be live at Headflyer Brewing, 7 p.m. On Friday, September 30th, 7 p.m. Head Flyer Brewing. Friday, September 30th, we will run the John Krasinski show. That, of course, is our basketball and uh, Timberwolves NBA show here at TalkNorth.com. We will also have Dane Moore, who does his own podcast, as a a guest and co-host. Uh, we'll probably have our friend Steve Terry popping by. I'll see what his schedule is like. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and we can talk about things other than the Timberwolves, but my guess is given the uh, rabidness of the current Timberwolves fan base, it'll be mostly Timberwolves stuff. Uh, John will get there early and schmooze a little bit. If you want to say hello to him, man, I'm sure he'll hang around a little bit afterward as well, since he spends some of his time at Head Brewing. It's a great place to hang out. So check that out. Uh, tell your friends, bring some people. And uh, I think we'll try to come up with some kind of a giveaway as well. I'll think about that before the time comes. So bring some friends, come out and see us. We do appreciate it. Also, uh, I highly recommend going into our archives at TalkNorth.com and listening to last week's John Krasinski show where where we had Chris Hine on talking about Anthony Edwards and the Timberwolves decisions going forward with Anthony. Uh, That was a very good show. appreciated Chris joining us for that one. What are you hearing about Jalen Noel and his contract, John?
1: Yeah, so um, basically the Wolves have had some discussions with Jalen Noel about a contract extension um, earlier in the summer, a lot more, maybe a little bit uh, recently, but there just has not been a whole lot of headway made on that. And here, there's a simple reason for that. Um, Jalen Noel has not played a ton in his first three years, and I think that he is poised to have a much bigger role in the offense in the in the in the rotation in general now that malik beasley and patrick beverly are gone and so um this is kind of his year to really show what he's capable of doing and chris finch has talked this summer about what they about how they believe in noel and what they think that he brings to the table even before they made the gobert trade finch was saying that they had to make a point to give Jalen Noel more run and more burn. And I do think that there might've been a little frustration on Noel's part. Um, last season when he did play well during the kind of the, the period where the, the wolves were just kind of hammered by COVID and and Noel stepped in and really, really performed well. And then he lost his spot because Jordan McLaughlin was playing well, or they had to get Beasley shooting back in or, or things like that. And so, um, he believes that if he gets a sixth, seventh man role um, this season and play and plays very well on a team that does well and has success both in the regular season and the playoffs, he's going to position himself for a very big, or in 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 his case, uh, a, a really significant contract offer and a long term one. Um, and that could come from the Timberwolves to keep him here. That could come from another team that that is intrigued about bringing in a combo guard. And so unless the wolves are sort of willing to go, you know, quite a bit higher than they have so far. And I understand why there hasn't been a splash offer yet because they got to see him do it. They also have a bunch of other mouths to feed from a financial standpoint on their roster. So they got to be careful how they, they construct their cap sheet. Um, But unless, unless there's a, a big increase in, and in, in in that offer. I don't think that something is going to get done long term immediately here. And that again, it makes a lot of sense. Like Noel th- has the chance to really put himself into, you know, the uh, uh, position himself for a four-year, maybe it's 40 million, maybe it's 50 million, maybe it's more, if he plays really well and and is a consistent bucket getter and and has a big time role on this team. If he can get to a point. Where it is clearly him as that first guard, uh, that first scoring guard off the bench and not Rivers and not Bryn Forbes. If he wins sort of the battle for minutes with those three guys, um, I think he's going to be in really good shape financially. And so I think it behooves him to kind of hold down the fort unless the Wolves just decide that, hey, you look too good right now. We we really want to get something done. Let's make it happen.
0: Let's look more specifically at the roster. Uh, first, we do want to thank TSR Injury Law six one two TSR TSR Time. Excuse me, six one two TSR Time. Also, follow our friend Steve Terry on Twitter at sjt Sports Fund. <clears throat> excuse me, great contributor to the show and a supporter of the show. We appreciate it. Uh, just remember, if you're injured, call six one two TSR Time. They will give you a great. They they won't charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. Uh, the way they've grown their business and moved in beautiful new offices proves that they do great by their clients. TSR, injury law, 612 TSR time. Thanks also to All Energy Solar. It's, solar is a benefit in so many ways. It's good for our environment, it's good for the economy. It means we're not relying on foreign, foreign oil. It will increase the resale value of your property, it will save you money immediately. It will save you a lot of money over time. Uh, Your house will sell faster. Uh, you know, people will consider it uh, as a, a bonus when they're looking at houses online. Oh, that one has solar. I'm going to take an extra look at that. Uh, most of these systems are warranted for 25 to 30 years. After 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 40 per, 400% of the cost. So just go to allenergysolar.com, allenergysolar.com, and see what they have for you. And now the highlight of the show, John Krasinski for Manscaped.
1: Welcome to Fresh Ball Fall. It's the season of pumpkin spice and making sure your crotch looks nice. That means sipping cider in a fall breeze and using Manscaped products to trim your balls with ease. That's right, today's show is brought to you by Manscaped, a company here to make sure that your foliage isn't the only thing shedding its excess leaves. Heck, even Mother Nature knows it's time to lose the excess clutter for fall. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. Whether you're brand new or already use us at Manscaped, you could use the crown jewel of care for your family jewels, the Platinum Package 4.0. With this glorious package, you can align your entire hygiene routine all in one swoop. Inside the 10-part Platinum Package is everything you know and love about the Performance Package Plus, some shower goodies included, included to elevate your grooming game to platinum. The Lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer and Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature proprietary advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts and holes. Don't forget to apply the aluminum free ultra premium deodorant, and don't worry, it's not pumpkin spice. It's a cologne quality fragrance. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts. For, their, for to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, both specially made to hold your goodies. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code ATHLETIC. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when
0: you use the code ATHLETIC. Not pumpkin spiced. Not My pumpkin three spice. Favorite words in the <laughs> English language. Thank you, Manscaped. We do appreciate it. Uh, okay, so. I'm going to presume that Gobert, Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, Jaden McDaniels, and D'Lo are the starters. Is that the presumption?
1: That is the presumption. Yep, I think that one is pretty well set in stone that those um, that, that that that's that starting five is going to be it. And if Jaden McDaniels and Edwards make the leaps that we expect, um, that's a pretty power-packed starting five.
0: No doubt about it. So if that's the starting five, I see five players who really – Deserve playing time, maybe some more than others. Uh, Noel, Kyle Anderson, J Mac, Torian Prince, and Nas Reed. Am I in the right ballpark there? Yeah, I think you're in the right ballpark, um, Jim, but I do wonder about Nas, Nas
1: Reed. Yep. 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 I, he was um, the
0: weakest group, one of that group, no doubt. Yep,
1: yep. And and I do think that um you know, I, I think that maybe if you if you have a 10 man rotation in the regular season um, and it could be nine, it could be 10 or 11. Finch likes to kind of get a lot of guys in there. Sometimes you could see either Forbes or Rivers kind of being the other guard that that gets mm-hmm. into that spot, depending on whether if they need defense and ball handling, they might go Rivers. If they need just shooting, they would go Forbes um, for matchups. Um, and so. I, that's what I would anticipate, but Nas Reed, um, from what I understand, Jim, I've talked to a bunch of people who are watching these kind of informal workouts they're having uh, at, at Mayo Clinic Square right now, getting ready for camp, and everyone says that Reed looks fantastic, that he's just continued another great summer of work, has put a lot into his body um, and, and to his to his talent and is working on everything he can to be able to play a little bit of four and a little bit of five for the Wolves. The problem is, is it's just a it's a log jam issue because you have Cat and Gobert in the starting lineup at in the front court, but it's not like both of them are always gonna be going to the bench and and sitting at the same time to open up the traditional backup center minutes, the twelve to fifteen minutes a night that Nas was getting behind Carl Anthony Towns at center, because I do think you're gonna see Chris Finch run a lot of lineups where it's Gobert out there by himself in the front court. And then there's going to be lines with towns out there by himself in the front court. And then he'll bring them back together, you know, later in the game to kind of try and close things out. And so there are going to just be so many fewer minutes at the, the backup five that, um, and there already were not very many minutes available. And so, uh, I think there is a potential for Nas Reed to be squeezed out of those minutes Unless they can find a way to ca- have him stay out there with two big lineups, either with Cat or or with Gobert, I could see theoretically a Nas Gobert front court kind of working because Nas can shoot it a little bit and help space, and he can handle the ball actually a little bit too, and um, in, in, in short bursts and and get to the rim. Um, Nas and Cat traditionally just have not worked; the numbers haven't been great there, so. Um, so I think that there is a real possibility that Nas gets squeezed out if only because they already have two of the four best centers in the league chewing up a lot of those minutes. So we'll have to see how that plays out here um, you know, early on in the season and, and, and what they do with that spot.
0: So we mentioned that Torian Prince had gotten arrested a few weeks ago, and we really haven't talked much more about it. I don't think much more has come out of it. We also warned at the time that this could be a completely bogus thing that could just go away. Uh, what's your sense of his situation right now?
1: Yeah. So I don't have like definitive concrete um, updates on it, but I think it's fair to say that most that the, the the view of Torian Prince's situation is this is not a major, major issue for him um, that the, the, this is going to be worked out and that they will be able to move forward with Torian Prince and, and, you know, kind of, you know, just get, get all of that squared away without too much trouble. I don't know if he's going to face a suspension from the league um, or things of that nature, but I don't think that there's a belief that he's going to miss any extended time while he's dealing either with the legal side of things or with any kind of discipline that may or may not come from the NBA. I think that, um, you know, initially when you hear the very first reports and how it's described by police and things, it's easy to think, holy cow, he's, you know, he's in a lot of trouble. And I I just don't necessarily, I don't, I don't feel that's the case right now. I think still working through things and got to see how it all shakes out. But I think there's confidence that you know Torian prince will be okay in this over the long haul and and be a part a big part of what the wolves are doing this year
0: my next question for john will be who could be the sleeper who could be the person who isn't in the top nine or ten that we think right now who could end up being the most valuable on this roster among people we're not spending a lot of time talking about reminder head flyer brewing 7 p.m september 30th friday that's next friday night Come on out and have a good time with us. Thanks again to TSR Injury Law, Manscaped, and All Energy Solar. If you'd like to advertise on this show as uh, the Timberwolves ramp up for maybe one of the most intriguing seasons in franchise history, you can reach our sales executive, Karen Cleary, at K-C-L-E-A-R-Y at TalkNorth.com. And again, check out John on the Viking Update Show and check out the Cheryl Reeve Show, a great show we're very proud to have here at TalkNorth.com. also have tons of outdoor content as well as our sports content and variety content. So who's your sleeper?
1: Um, So I'll I'll say this. Um, I think that for Bryn Forbes is my sleeper because uh, if there is a shortcoming on this roster, um, that it might be shooting. Uh, We want to see Towns take a lot more threes. Noel quietly shot 39% from three last year. So if he can shoot 37, 38, 39% on higher volume, that will be a big help um Edwards they will want to see tick up to around 37 percent if they can but this is a team that under Chris Finch has wanted to shoot the ball um from three at a very high clip and a very high volume and Bryn Forms is a career 41 percent three-point shooter he is a little undersized he um you know he isn't like a lockdown defender or anything like that, but he does bring that to the table and he's done it for a team that's won a championship. He has done it in big moments, um, in big stretches. So, you know, if, you know, let's say we're in December and we're kind of looking at how this roster has shaken out and who is grabbing onto spots and who is emerging. Um, it might be a guy on a minimum deal like Bryn Forbes, who just has that one elite quality that forces his way onto the floor and helps the Wolves space things out and helps them run the offense the way that Chris Finch wants to run it. So that's definitely a name that I'm going to keep an eye on here um, and just see how he assimilates and see if the Wolves have enough like size and length to help uh, to help him defensively. And and then they can really take
0: advantage of his shooting. Saw a video the other day of Steph Curry shooting. (laughs) Yeah. He was shooting corner threes rapid fire and he shot for five minutes without missing. And I think that's probably, so he probably made like, I don't know, like 120 straight. Uh, and most of them, the net did not move. I can't make the same golf swing twice in a row. Uh, and I try and I just can't do it. Steph Curry can make three pointers as easily as you or I can scratch our nose uh, I just, I'm just, I'm, I love the guy. I love the way he plays. I love what he's done for the game. Uh, I, but I, I have trouble John comprehending that level of skill.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's literally the best that's ever been. And when we are now in the year 2022 and NBA basketball has been a thing for 70, what, six years, they did the 75th anniversary last year. So When you have start to think about the thousands of players who have come through the league, even just the, the greatest of the greats, you know, Larry Bird, Jordan, all, all those guys pick, pick a name. No one has ever shot the ball like Steph Curry ever. No one. And the, it's the thing that transfixes me the most about it is that it is the fundamental thing in the sport shooting the ball into the basket and so so much of the game revolves around it and so many people put so much time and effort into mastering it and yet no one has ever mastered it to anywhere close to the level that Steph Curry has and so when you can have that big of a gap between yourself and every other person that has ever walked the planet and shot a basketball into a hoop um it's it's incredible and i don't know when the next one's coming um i don't know any of that but just the effortlessness the the technical aspects of it and the showmanship that he does with it oh it's 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 phenomenal. Like there's just, there's nothing like it. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch.
0: As a guitarist and a music lover and somebody who ends up talking about music and guitars with a lot of people. uh, It also reminds me of the conversations around Prince. Uh, Was he an incredible talent? Of course he was. He was a ridiculous talent, but that talent was honed by an incredible amount of intense practice, not just practice, not just noodling, intense practice. You don't get to that level without putting in eight hour days, 10 hour days, day after day, year after year. You cannot shoot like that. You cannot play the guitar the way Prince did without putting in an immense amount of work. So the talent would have gotten to a a certain level, but they became what they became because of work.
1: Yeah. and, And like that, the thing is like, no one sees that. Um. You. It, yeah. You can post some videos on YouTube or on on Twitter of 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 your workouts and things like that. But the 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 average person, the lay person, has zero idea of how hard these guys work. Um. And 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 that you see the concerts, you see the games, you see those two hours. And you don't understand the thousands of hours that have gone into those moments. And even like, let's even just, let's take James Harden, who I think faces a ton of criticism for maybe keeping his body in shape. Does he put um, uh, all the work into his body that he needs to? Does he love the game? All these things, but the as talented as he is in terms of the way that he handles the ball, the way that he, uses his footwork on the step back. Like that literally takes an ungodly amount of work in practice to do and to hone and to master that muscle memory and, and get it. And these guys who are at the very high, height of their powers, Steph and Prince and um, you know, and anyone like that, it's just, there's no way to, to replicate it. And there's no way to appreciate how much of themselves they give to this. We just see them in these short snippets and we kind of then forget about them the rest of the day. Um, And, and so, and while we're doing all the things that we have to do, they are in the gym, like shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting more and more and more. And so that when the time comes, it's not even, it's just total muscle memory. It's not there's nothing else to it, and they trust their body to, to, to do it because they've done it so many times before.
0: Yeah, and One more guitar example of that, uh, Tom Morello is a poli-sci mm-hmm. major at Harvard, and he was a fairly raw guitarist, but he wanted to play guitar. He basically said, okay, I'm going to treat playing the guitar, learning the guitar like a job. I'm going to spend a minimum of eight hours actually playing the guitar. In fact, that's one of the reasons he plays it so high is he wanted he, – Practiced a lot sitting down. and He wanted to feel the same when he was standing up as when he sits down. So he, he, for years, he spent eight hours a day practicing the guitar. That's why he can do what he can. He didn't just wake up one morning and say, Hey, I'm talented. Let me do this. It's so much work goes into it. And, and I, and you know, it goes back. We hear so many cliches and aphorisms in our business about sports, and some of them will make your stomach turn. Uh, I think Steph Curry has offered one of the greatest pieces of advice to anybody in any. Uh, profession. He said, you don't practice till you get something right. You practice it until you can't get it wrong. And mm. that's, just, that's just genius.
1: It's great that I, I've never heard it put that succinctly and that, that, that clearly, but that's it, man. Um, that they, these guys work to a point where when it doesn't go in, they're shocked by it. And that's just like, that, you know, you, 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 deal with failure, you handle it and you move on. And that's part of sports. I mean, there's just no other way around it, but, um, the, the, all of that work that is put in not only helps them from a physical standpoint, but prepares them mentally enough and gives them the confidence that yes, this is going in. I have zero doubt in my mind. And those are the guys that, come through time and time again in the clutch situations are the ones that believe in themselves to such a degree. And the belief is not derived from ego as much as it is from knowing how much work that they have put in and knowing that the odds are in their favor because of that.
0: No doubt. Good stuff, John. Looking forward to Friday night, September 30th, 7 p.m. at Headflyer Brewing. John will get there early if you'd like to schmooze with them. I'm sure you will hang around later as well. Uh, let's make it a fun night. Dane Moore will be there again. Uh, so that's a great way to kick off the Timberwolves season, and it's going to be a really interesting season.